When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on The Makery Network. I'm Brian House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week. We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Ben Butler from the Benjamin Butler Company Workshop here in Boise, Idaho, USA, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Podcast Network. What's up? What's up, everybody? I hope everyone is doing well listening to this right now over the internets uh, and the internets of things. There in your workshop, there in your drive to or from work with one AirPod in your ear, cooking dinner, ignoring your children. However, you're consuming this right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am flying solo this evening. I say evening. It is an evening here in Boise, Idaho, where I hail from my workshop, my one car garage, heaven here uh, on the bench of Boise and uh, our our good friend Mr. House, Mr. Brian House has come down with just a nasty cold um, and he's been fighting it for a few days now. We tried to make a few things work and see if we could get him on the mend and uh, you know pumping him full of vitamins and all that stuff but uh, lo and behold we're flying solo tonight my very first first podcast solo experience and so I gotta tell you I'm nervous so I hope you're nervous for me but uh, we'll do the best we can and get on with the show because the show must go on and so that's what we're doing uh, I want to spend a few minutes before I dive into the topic for the week and talk a little bit about our sponsors. First and foremost, we are brought to you by some of the finest earphone manufacturers around 
isotunes. That's right. If you have not experienced isotunes, I am telling you, you are missing the boat. If you spend any time in your workshop or around loud, noisy tools or machines, isotunes are where it's at. I've got three or four different pairs of them. Uh, they make a variety of uh, styles, everything from the big uh, cups, almost like shooting uh, ear protection on down to uh, AirPod like earbuds with not a wire to be found. Um, some that have a small wire that go around the back of your neck. They're just great. Um, now, isotunes are a bit different than other what I would consider noise canceling headphones. And, and the way that they're different is they're actually earplug headphones. And so that to me was, was, something I didn't realize at first until I got my first pair. So maybe you've tried a pair of noise canceling headphones that are just like normal headphones, but there's a little bit of circuitry in them that's doing some sound isolation and sound canceling. That is more an active sound isolation system or an active uh, noise cancellation system. Isotunes have more of a passive approach. They just, they, they took an earplug, a really high quality foam earplug, and they made it possible to play music through it and to play podcasts through it uh, and audio through it and phone calls and all the rest. And then they added Bluetooth and then they made it awesome. And, and so I, you know, the best part I can roam around my shop. I don't, I'm not, not inhibited by wires getting in my way and getting caught in my damn drill press. They're just, they're great. So if you've not checked out Isotunes, do yourself a favor, check them out, uh, and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear of other Isotunes fans. The other group of people that were brought to you by are a fairly new group to the Work For It podcast, and uh, that's because we just created this, I guess it's a couple episodes ago now, a couple of weeks ago now, and Brian, Brian announced it on the show, but we now have a Patreon page, or a Patreon campaign, I guess is technically what they call it. If you've not heard of Patreon, um, well, you probably don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, but um, uh, if you have not heard of Patreon, uh, essentially it is a way to support creators uh, directly uh, by uh, by pledging a dollar amount um, per creation or per month. Ours is set up per month. And we have a couple of different tiers. You can find out more about our Patreon campaign over on patreon.com forward slash work for it. When you're there, you'll notice a few of our newest patrons. And those folks are... We have Mr. Brian Cone of B Cone Knives on Instagram. Uh, Brian is an incredible knife maker and a proud supporter of the Work For It podcast. We have Mark V and MW Knifeworks. So these folks pledged to uh, pro to to send us or or provide us uh, a, a certain dollar amount per month, and I can't tell you personally, I mean, that makes my head spin, guys, to be completely honest with you, that, 
here I am a knucklehead in my workshop putting out content talking to a damn microphone all by myself as my wife says are you gonna read books to the kids <laughs> uh, and and that y'all support that uh, means the world to me um, I don't necessarily aspire to do this for a living however um, to continue doing it at a level uh, that I want to do it at um, it takes a lot of effort. And so to know that people uh, support that effort, man, that is so freaking cool. So thanks so much for all of your support, all of your patronage. We realize not everyone can do that, right? And that's okay. I want you to know that it's fine. Uh, there is no expectation that everybody put money in, in our Patreon campaign. Absolutely not. Um, the fact that you're listening right now to me is just really, really incredible. And it's, it is all the support in the world. And so we appreciate you and we thank you for that. There are two other ways that you don't have to open your wallet and you could support us. Number one is submit a review on iTunes or your, or your podcast player. That is tremendously helpful. Let's those little algorithms and, you know, all the squirrels in the computers, uh, it lets them know that people think we're doing a good job and that maybe they should share the show with other people. So that would be much appreciated if you submit a review. Heck, submit a five-star review. Tell us you don't like it, but submit a five-star review. We'll trick that algorithm together. Um, and then the other way that you can do it is just tell your friends. If you're chatting with your buddies on IG or down at the watering hole, submit to them to listen to the Work For It podcast. That is tremendously helpful as well. So either of those ways, don't cost you a penny. Um, and furthermore, if there's something you dislike about the show, we want to know that too. So let us know that directly or let the world know that, however you prefer to do it. But put some feedback out into the ethos of the internet and let people know. Share the show. Speaking of the show, let's get on with the show and I'll stop rambling. The question for the week, if you saw it over there on the workforit.podcast Instagram page, was what's the one tool you have had forever that just keeps going strong? You know, to me, this is one of the cool things about tools, and I think we talked about it in the last episode, but tools, just some tools last forever, don't they? Um they hold their value, uh, they uh, monetarily and um, purposefully, right? So uh, a bandsaw will always perform as a bandsaw unless you somehow, you know, inherently change the bandsaw into something else. It's always going to be a damn bandsaw and it's going to do the work of a bandsaw and that's pretty freaking cool. It holds its value. Furthermore, uh, if you pay $100 for a cheap bandsaw today, odds are you're going to recoup 80% 80 of that, right? When you sell it in 10 years or more, right? Some of the Delta bandsaws uh, out there here in the States and, you know, the... Um, uh, some of the the more well known or well built machines 
of yesteryear. You know, today they're getting more money for the damn things than the day you bought them. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of cool, right? Uh, it's a thing I like about tools. And then sometimes you just get this piece of shit that doesn't want to quit. You know, uh, we've all got that drill that was grandpa's, right? That, um, man, it seems no matter what you do, the damn thing just ain't going to die. So that to me is pretty cool. Uh, we got some really great uh, responses over on Instagram. If you're listening to this now and you're not aware, each week we post the question of the week, if you will. Uh, we post that over on our Instagram uh, feed. If you're not familiar, again, that is uh, workforit.podcast on Instagram. And then Brian also posted over on his page, house underscore work. And then I will be honest, I'm not as good about posting the question. However, uh, I will do my best to get better at that. And you can always send me uh, a message at Benjamin Butler Company. And so check us out there. Um, before I read the responses that everybody submitted, I'm going to tell a little story about my underdog tool. I I found my my way out west via Seattle and and Missoula, Montana, and points in between. And um, when I first uh, found myself in Boise with my then girlfriend, now wife, um, we had a condo, a little apartment. Condo sounds a little ritzier than it was, I guess, but it's a nice place. You know, good, good, nice place. Good first. Uh, first place in a new newer town. I was pretty familiar with Boise. Uh, my my wife, girlfriend at the time, wasn't quite as familiar. But you know, it was a little bit outside of town. It was just a, uh, over an east eastern side of Boise. A nice place with a garage downstairs, and then it was sort of uh, the apartment was up, and so you had to go up steps. So everybody's garages were down below. Um, we've never parked in a garage that we've owned or rented. And that was the start of it, I suppose. Uh, for probably the better part of the first year, there was not much in that space. And then over time, I started getting the hankering, you know, to make some things. Uh, apartment life's a bit different than owning a home because you don't necessarily want to build furniture. It's not your place. But got the itch to make stuff. I have always made things more or less as far back in my memory as I can go. You know, I've made things. Uh, I just, whatever it was, worked for contractors through high school and college and built homes, did drywall, did framing, you know, soup to nuts, whatever the heck needed done that day. We just did it. Uh, so I've always made things always, I guess I would consider myself handy, probably the best way to describe it. Um, but would never at the time consider myself a woodworker. No, hell no. At best, I was a contractor. I was a, an errand boy, <laughs> you know, I was, a I I was help. Um, and so one year I can remember, um, got a gift card and some, some Christmas money. I think it was, 
as you do when you're younger, you know, and um, really debated for a while, like what tool? I want a tool. It was pretty specific, right? That Ben wants tools, get him a gift card. Okay, got the gift card, check. Now what? What the hell tool am I gonna buy? So thought about it long and hard and 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 debated, you know, table saw, band saw, drill press, uh, power tools, you know, uh, drills and drivers. What what the hell am I gonna get? And I landed on a band saw and and no particular reason, to be honest. At the time, I don't know that I've ever I had ever really used a bandsaw all that much, to be quite honest. It just is not a tool uh, that's used heavily in the, uh, you know, in the home building industry. You just don't see bandsaws hanging around job sites, um, framing or otherwise trim carpentry. (laughs) They don't, they don't, they don't exist, right? Uh, that's what that's what God made jigsaws, <laughs> and uh, so bandsaw it was. Cool beans. All right, uh, you know, shit. I can cut anything with this thing. I can cut, you know, scroll cuts, resaw cuts. I could do all this stuff. It was like, yeah, baby. So got the bandsaw, and be honest, I don't know. I don't remember what I cut on the thing, but I cut shit. You know, it was it. It was kind of it. Just cut shit with it. <laughs> Not a whole lot exciting. Nothing that stood out to me like I got a bandsaw and I made X. No, can't even remember what the hell I made with it. But I knew it wasn't a top tier tool. I knew it was not going to win any awards for quality uh, or any of that. I knew it was a starter tool. Um and that starter tool has been with me ever since. I don't own a large bandsaw. I've got that little nine-inch craftsman that just keeps plugging away, you know, just always provides. It's like the dude abides, man. It just provides and abides, and there it is, you know. So, uh, to me, it's it's a tool. I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. Uh, and part of the reason is it's just not worth shit, you know? I'm not going to make any cash selling that thing. I maybe make 50 bucks, you know, maybe 80 bucks. The old 80% rule with tool for me, I guess. Figure if I can get 80% of what I paid for it, I'm doing damn good. And especially with that bandsaw. Um, surprisingly, it's it's a tool. It seems to get better with age, which to me is ridiculous, uh, quite honestly. How does that happen? And I've 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 questioned lately, like, has that freaking tool gotten better with age, or have I just figured out how to run that damn thing? Right? It's taken me this long to to learn the nuance of it, and uh, I don't know. Don't know if I could answer that, but that little nine-inch Craftsman bandsaw, uh, you know, it resaws not huge boards for me, but in a pinch, I'll resaw with it. I do a ton of more scroll type cutting, you know, um, cutting out patterns, that sort of thing is really what I put it to use with. The boys use it. Uh, I, I do let my 
uh, 10-year-old run the bandsaw, sort of unaccompanied. And by accompanied, I guess I, I would say standing directly behind him with the oh shit button, you know, <laughs> close at hand. Uh, but the thing about a bandsaw that I dislike uh, for use uh, with teaching kids is that it doesn't stop immediately. And so it's not something that uh, I take lightly and it's not something that I trust just anyone to use. Support for the following passion comes from Lexus, celebrating the obsessions that drive us to go all in. From enthusiasts of all different spaces. My name is Ashley Yee. I am from Los Angeles, California, and I am a foodie. (laughs) To me, food isn't simply stuff people eat when they're hungry. It's inventive, it's delicious, and I love how food is sort of a catalyst that brings people together. Ashley started posting food photography on social media during college, pioneering the food blogging space by just being herself. Creating something that's interesting, beautiful, and quirky, I think that's what sets you apart. I think as soon as you are going to be yourself unapologetically, that's when people will really resonate with you. And she believes passion is the key to success. Passion creates excitement. I think it's the fuel that really inspires and drives people to their goals. At Lexus, they've gone all in on their passion, designing a pure sports sedan, the new Lexus IS. Designed to look as thrilling as it is to drive. Learn more at Lexus.com slash IS. Um, the other thing about a bandsaw is that it it cuts in one direction, right? Which does make it sort of nice when you're teaching someone how to cut. And that's because the workpiece stays tight to the table. It's always pushing the workpiece down. And that's nice when you compare it to something like a, a scroll saw, which has an up and down motion. And and so as you're pushing a board through, if you're not holding on to that thing, it will come up. And uh, it's annoying AF, if you know what I mean. So this bandsaw is just, that's my tool underdog. You know, it takes a licking and keeps on ticking. I've got it mounted on a shop cart, so it sits up about chest height, you know. Um, so it looks like one of the big cabinet bandsaws that are out there from folks like Harvey Woodworking or Laguna or whoever whoever it is, Jet. Uh, they all make those just gorgeous 14-inch bandsaws. I'd love one. I would. But the underdog, the dude abides and provides and it continues to so i see no reason yet but someday someday we will upgrade and uh there sitting right beside the upgrade will probably be that little shit in nine inch craftsman so anyway let's get into some other responses from the community and from the folks who uh who tune in each week I've got, first up, I'm going to jump over on Brian House's page here, the housework account, and I've got Dave Irving from Evader Knives. He says, I've been called a tool a few times. Me too, Dave. (laughs) And I'm going strong. Ha! Hope all is well. Take it easy. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Uh, uh, For those that don't follow Dave... Check out his YouTube stuff um, and his Instagram as well. It's Dave Irving underscore Evader Knives. Dave, you're, you're an incredible human, and I am 
always so incredibly impressed by the work that you do, man. It's really cool. I found you through this show, to be honest. And uh, really great work, brother. Love it. Speaking of great work, we have Ben's Bites. And he says, hmm, I guess it's a Delta 10-inch drill press I picked up off Craigslist 10 years ago. I don't have much along the lines of hand-me-down tools. My dad's still using all his. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would agree. I, I don't. I I've got a very few hand-me-down tools. My stepdad is, oh, man. I don't know that there's a thing he couldn't build or make or create. And uh, but tools weren't precious to him. You know, some some makers and creators are precious about their tools. I don't know that I'm what I would call precious about my tools, but um, I'd like to like to think that as I get older, I'll have some tools that are sort of those heirloom hand-me-downs to my boys. My table saw comes to mind as you know, as one that I would hand hand down, but. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I've got a draw knife that I brought out here from from my stepdad, and it's not a, anything special, you know. But it's just a really cool old piece of Americana that uh, I can remember using to build some of my first furniture. I built my mom a bench, and I thought it was going to be the coolest bench in the world made out of logs you know log cabin style stripped the freaking bark off of them myself but uh just had high hopes big dreams and no freaking idea what the f i was doing man <laughs> and uh i took all the measurements off my own body to make the bench and so as a result, it was quite large. I'm not a not a very big guy per se, but I'm six foot tall, you know. And at the time, I was bulletproof, baby. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the the damn thing was huge, humongous. It looked like uh, who is it, little orphan Annie sitting in that big fucking chair. <laughs> and uh, yeah, gave it to my mom for Christmas, and um, I don't think a single human being ever sat in that thing to be honest, but that's where I started playing around with the draw knife and probably, probably the roots of furniture making for me. But anyway, uh, pickle cutters says my trusty lab stool from 1964 lab stool. Huh? That's kind of cool. I'm assuming, um, uh, laboratories, you know, like in, in, um, I'm, my memory's going to high school science class with the science lab. So I don't know if that's it or not, but trusty lab stool. Miller Knife Works says my Bauer Porta Band. My wife gave it to me as a gift in 2017 and I used it on every single knife that I've made. That's cool. Man, that is really, really cool. I hope it keeps on keeps on ticking for you there, Miller Knife Works. Bauer is that Bauer is the Harbor Freight brand, is it not? Maybe I'm mistaken there, but I thought that was true. Very cool. Man, tools tool surprises are out there from everybody, aren't they? 
DC Custom Knives says my old Porter Cable 725 extra heavy duty portaband saw. It's a beast. Gets used a lot and keeps on going. Nice, another portaband. Entiat River Forge says myself. <laughs> Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. That a boy. Limited Leather says, my DeWalt chop saw. DeWalt just makes some killer chop saws, don't they? Um, had an evolution chop saw there for a little while. I don't, some, some, this is a, a, this was a tool that sort of gets at what we are trying to get at with, with the podcast. And it, it could cut wood or metal, which was a brilliant concept and a shitty saw, to be completely freaking honest. Had the strangest blade configuration I'd ever seen where it had almost like rakers like a chainsaw um, and lots of carbide and um, it, it did a fair enough job. But uh, in all honesty, the blade was not the problem. The blade did a, a fine job. It cut cleanly through metal and wood. The problem was, like I said, the saw was shit and, and never stayed square for me and just... Had a bunch of trouble with that, but those are the roots of my Instagram career and testing tools and yeah, pretty fun. 118 Blades. What's going on, 118 Blades? You've been uh, connecting with me as well on some of my posts, so I appreciate you, man. Um, I've got a small disc angle grinder. Must have had it for years now. I could have cut the globe in half with it. That's how much I've used it. I believe I paid like 30 bucks for it. Having said that, it's probably cursed now. So I'll, I'll put one in my Amazon basket just in case. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, that's weird. Where are we? We got Ian Ma's projects. I got an Ingersoll Rand half-inch air impact gun in about 2007-2008, he says. Uh, the shop I worked for was given it to test out, and my boss at the time gave it to me for free. I still have it, and I use it daily at my job as a mechanic. My grandfather gave me a hammer-operated blue point snap-on second line impact driver and three-pound ball-peen hammer from when he was a heavy-duty mechanic 50-plus years ago, and they still work perfectly good for me as well, or they still work perfectly good for me as well. Just had to rehandle the hammer a couple times. And hammers, it's just something about a hammer. I, it's probably one of my favorite tools, to be honest. Just a, a hammer can do so much work, so much, so much variety of work. It's really cool. Uh, and then to get into the specialty hammers like ball peens and other others, really, really cool. Um, it's definitely something that I, I cherish i still have a lot of hammers i use framing houses and stuff like that but that's cool man a few a few cool tools um and stories to go behind them which is really really the best part 
I am looking at Daphar, D-A-P-H-H-A-R-R, Daphar. There is something about tools in general, they say. I have a few that I picked up from estate sales and such. They have names scratched on them. Uh, They are things that in some cases outlive the masters and hobbyists that used them before. I wish they could tell their stories. Kind of spooky and very cool. How about that? No doubt, man. I, Yeah, if these tools could talk, right? The sleepless nights when you're out in your shop just farts, fartsing around and putzing around. And, you know, it's funny. I, I, um, I don't listen to music in my shop much. And I listen to podcasts. I listen to the spoken word quite a bit. Um and, and at times, you know, people would say it's a, a solitary sport, woodworking, metalworking, shop working, hobby style. I, I would disagree in today's day and age. Uh, I've got lots of company, right? I've got tools for one, which I don't care what you'd say. You have a relationship with the tools that you use. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Um, We've gotten to know each other better than some human beings I know. But then add into that a podcast or two playing, you know, um, and you feel like you get to know those people. I feel like I know you guys out there now. uh, And I've never probably met a single one of you. (laughs) Uh, But there's just something about tools in there that a man alone in his workshop playing with his tools. (laughs) Uh, Dan O uh, D A N O F Dan of steel underscore steel. My mind strongest tool I have. I could have the, I could have all the most reliable tools available in the workshop, but without the mind, nothing creative would ever happen. So, so, so true. Uh, without the mind and without the ability to let it wander, yeah? Um, that to me is my favorite part, I think, of the workshop and of being out here is just that. I make all of the decisions and I get to decide if my mind wanders or if I keep it focused and on task and on point. And so that's um, exercising that that gray matter, right? Uh, Bex Armory Lick or LLC, sorry. (laughs) I've had my Lincoln MIG Pack 10 for 15 years. Only a hundred amp welder, but it still runs as good now as it did on day one. When I use my new TIG, part of me feels a little guilty. <laughs> I could see a welder and you know, learning to just depend on and appreciate a welder. Uh, you know, as a machine to me makes perfect sense. I mean, that thing's fucking magic right? It melts metal together at the freaking push of a button. 
in a matter of a half a second or less. That is cool. Uh, you know, I, I think a, a welder is like, you know, the Fonz or something, you know, the, the popular high school kid that gets all the girls, baby. That's the welder. Um, badass mofo. <laughs> so that, that rounds out. Well, let me see. No, it does not. I apologize. That does not round out the housework account. There are more responses. You guys are incredible. I love it. I love that we get this engagement. Uh, Jennifer Emma Hennessy. My dad's Makita Jigsaw, which he bought in 1978. A Jigsaw from 78. That's freaking cool. Building our house. As it's still going strong, I inherited it with the house when he passed. I'm getting ready to renovate the place soon. Maybe his old saw will get to build another roof on this home. <laughs> oh, man. That is cool. I hope that thing just keeps right on ticking, right? And maybe if it doesn't, it you know, you give it a lobotomy or a, a heart transplant and... Put some new guts in an old skin. <laughs> Very cool. Thanks for sharing. That that is really cool. Uh, G Slangley underscore three. G Slangley underscore three. Four and a half inch Chicago electric angle grinder. Not even close. Paid less than twenty dollars for it years ago, and I don't hardly step in the shop without using it for something. Poor thing just won't die. There you go. Very cool. This next one I had to read a couple times, but uh, I think I kind of got the gist of it now. This is Dohara Triple Zero, uh, and they say, For the filmmakers and photo takers, foam core insulation bounce board. It's five to ten bucks, cheap and effective. Mine since college. Hangs in the AOC shop. Always ready to fill. So I think what you're suggesting there is that this that foam core insulation with the foil backing makes a good bounce board. A bounce board for bouncing light onto a subject, onto a uh, thing that you're taking a picture of. And so... Certainly a tool, certainly something that could take a licking and keep on ticking, and uh, also an incredible tip. So thanks. I appreciate you. So that rounds out the uh, Brian House Instagram feed and the responses to the post. I'm going to jump on over here to the workforit.podcast post. Once again, another pitch, another plea. We don't get nearly the activity over on the workforit.podcast feed. Not that that's a bad thing necessarily, but love to see more subscribers over there, more followers. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anybody that'll listen. Get on over there. Follow the workforit.podcast feed and don't miss a weekly podcast question. 118 Blades replied over here as well. Appreciate you, man. Scott Wilkerson, Realtor. What's going on, brother? Mr. Scott Wilkerson. My cheap 110-volt Craftsman MIG welder. 
Thing's 23 years old, still going strong. Badass, man. Once again, those welders, I don't know. I am not a welder, and, and I think I've admitted that on the show. Um, I've never welded a thing in my, my life, uh, but I hope to, and I plan to, and someday I will. And, and when I do, um, I think it's going to be a pretty cool moment, to be honest. Uh, I, I love to learn new things like that. And I'll be honest, I have not learned something that drastically new and different in a while. And so, yeah, we'll talk a little bit uh, at the end here. I'm, I would like to give you guys a little shop update and familiarize you a little bit more with what's going on in my shop and and um, maybe encourage you to check some of it out. But we'll talk a little bit more about trying new things in that moment. For now, let's move over to Avatar Forge. Definitely my brain. I've paid nothing for it. And with a brain fart every now and then, it's been the best tool ever. <laughs> yeah, they don't disappoint as much as we uh, sometimes think that they do, right? I think that's kind of a good, good, uh, your summation of it there, Avatar Forge, is kind of along the same lines as what I would say about mine, you know? There are, it has its moments, just like every, every human, but all things told, I'm not all that disappointed with the brain I got. And that's it. Those are the responses. Those are some well thought out and much appreciated responses to uh, one of our sort of random questions that we like to work and like to work, like to ask here on the work for it. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I've been having a ton of fun with uh, these sort of ponderables, these questions every week and, um, it's really, really cool to see folks' response, and um, I would like to make a promise to you all here on the show, and 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 I have not admittedly interacted with those responses as much as I would like to, or as much as I feel like I, I should, um, being a co-host of the show, I, I, I will commit to following those posts more closely and, and having some conversation about these things before I get behind a microphone because out there on Instagram, I can actually talk to you here on the microphone. Not so much. So I will commit to that for next week. If you commit to sharing it with at least one friend, tag a buddy, tag a friend, tag somebody that you're curious what their answer is um, just for the hell of it. I think that would be awesome. Let's get, get some get some engagement, some call outs going in there. I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, also, if you have topic suggestions for the show or questions that you think would make good topics, let us know that as well. And you can reach out on that workforit.podcast Instagram feed. We are open 24-7, 365, always willing to take your responses. I can't, I just can't do voices like Brian. It was cheese. Sorry. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So closing out the show, we don't really have um, any other uh, items of business, old, new, or otherwise. 
Oh, we covered the sponsors. We covered my answer to the question. We covered your answers to the question. I would, I, I'd like to, if you don't mind. And if you do, just skip on ahead. Uh, go for it. You don't have to listen. But if, if you don't mind, I'd like to give you a little update of what's going on in my workshop. Um, there are quite a few listeners of the show and, um, I think a lot of you are probably new to my feed. I joined the show here a handful of episodes back um, <clears throat> after having a conversation with Brian who asked me to come on. Hey, let's talk about your stuff, man. And came on the show and, and next thing you know, um, I just kept coming back. And uh, I am honored to be on this show. I've listened to every episode and thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed everyone um and i am humbled to share a microphone with brian who's just an incredible maker an incredible human um and just all around great guy uh and so i'm i appreciate you so much brian and and thank you for uh having me here and bringing me into this great community um that being said, uh, I'll make a shameless promotional plea. Come on over and check out what I got going on on my Instagram if you're so inclined. It's Benjamin Butler Company. Um, this year, going into 2021, as I do probably every year, and we all do every year, I've got high hopes for the new year. Oh, yeah. Hoorah, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, we start these years out and think, man, I'm going to do great things this year. Well, I have made, I've made a commitment to myself. I've gone further than just making that resolution or that sort of hollow claim that this is going to be better. Fuck that. I made a promise to myself that I'm going to pour everything I got into creating useful, valuable, helpful content, engaging with my community, uh, both in person and online, and trying to make a difference somehow in the world of making, you know, uh, I worked for nonprofit for a number of years starting out in my career. And that's one thing that, uh, I think I will always, always miss is that commitment to making change in the world that came with that job. And so I have realized it's something that I'm missing in my life. And so I also, have realized recently that it's not something that's that hard for me to obtain. It's right at my fingertips and my world is just different now. It's not, I'm not trying to change the world to recycle. I'm not trying to change the world to um, be at peace or any of those um, types of causes. I'm trying to get people to make shit, man. That shouldn't be that hard right? Um, I've always had a goal uh, in starting my Instagram feed of doing that. And admittedly, it's easy to lose sight of along the way. And so this year, I'm reinvigorating that spirit 
I run a maker club when COVID's not kicking our ass. Uh, I run this maker club at my son's school. It's an elementary school, K through eighth grade. About 200 kids is all, you know, not a big place, but there for a while, every couple of weeks, 20 to 30 of them would join me just to make stuff. You know, and I would always say that I, I inspire and teach kids to make things with their head and their hands because people don't make shit with their head and hands anymore. And I wanted to change that. And I still do want to change that. But with all this COVID stuff, it's hard to lose. It's easy to lose sight of that, hard to accomplish it. However, we have the tools, right? We all met somehow through the very tool I'm talking about. So my goal going into this year is to use that tool more wisely to inspire that change. And I'd invite anybody who cares to, to join me in doing that, you know, whether it's a friend you have that would rather, you know, polish their shoes than make a toothpick, inspire that person to make something. Uh, I, for me, it's life-changing. It's transformational. The, the, the attitude adjustments that I see with kids that get a chance to make something is phenomenal. And I think the same can be said for grown-ass men, right? You get out there and build something with your hands. It changes you somehow. Um, <clears throat> I can recall framing houses. I, I framed houses in Seattle for about a year or so. Uh, before getting my first real job out of college. And um, still to this day, the best part about that job was I could turn around and point and say, there, that's what I did today. And then as you move on in your career, uh, if you move on to a sort of what we call a professional career, you know, one of them professional careers, you move on to that type of work, um, you, you become a manager of work and a manager of people and you can't turn around and point to the shit you got done anymore. And it's frustrating and it's political and it's mind numbing. And so I come out to the shop and I put pieces of wood together and I make them bigger and I make them smaller and I, change their shape and, and, and I turn them into something so that when I go to bed each night, I can point and I can say, there, I fucking did that today. What do you think about that? <laughs> so inspiring that change, how, how does one do it? That's always the question. That's always the difficult part. Uh, and sometimes it can be the part that gets you in trouble. Uh, I spend a inordinate amount of time on Instagram. It is a disease. I agree. However, I find, I don't know, I find community in it, you know, in some ways. And that is pretty cool. Um, I also find inspiration in it. And that is pretty freaking cool. And I find new things. I find new hobbies. I find new skills. All this stuff all rolled into spending time on the internet. I don't go to bars. I don't sit and talk to the bartender about the best restaurant in town or where he played golf last week or, you know, where the best bird hunting is. No, I go to Instagram 
that's my pub, that's my nest, right? And so in some ways, I give myself some forgiveness. <laughs> um, the other way I think that I accomplish that goal in my workshop is working with sponsors and working with brands to bring their message or at least a portion of their message along for the ride. There are some incredible tool makers out there today. Incredible. One of the finest on this show, right? Brian with his angle grinder design and his 2x72, sorry, angle grinder, belt grinder, and all the other designs that he works on, right? There's a prime example. There's There's an incredible tool maker among us, right? But other companies that I work with um, who are finding out that working with people like me and you and others gives them the opportunity, uh, well, gives them the opportunity to sell their wares, right? But it also gives them the opportunity um, to promote and encourage people like me and you and others who, who give a shit about what we're doing and give a shit about the community aspect of it and all those other things. So, you know, when I first started on Instagram, the criticism was, was, uh, was frequent, um, surrounding sponsored content and uh, it's tough. I, I will not lie. I, I work with brands quite regularly uh to uh, you know full disclosure i work with brands to justify the amount of time i spend on instagram 110 percent, right it's a job if you put if you treat it that way um social media can be a job if you treat it that way payment needs to come with every job if you treat it that way right otherwise it's volunteerism I'm all about volunteerism. However, when I am taking time away from my family and taking time away from my friends to provide content out to the internet, to a fish pool, um, in some ways, I guess one could argue that 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 deserves some compensation. One could also argue, admittedly so, 100% that you're choosing to do it. Shut your mouth, Butler. You choose to be on Instagram. You could stop tomorrow if you wanted to. You're absolutely right. 100%. 100%. Could. Totally. Yep. Walk away from it tomorrow. Um, and I would. To be quite honest, I would. And, and probably would have a year or so ago here uh, where I just kind of went through the questioning of why am I doing this? Could have walked away. But what what keeps you coming back or what keeps me coming back is the community, right? So, um, anyway, maybe I'm just trying to justify what I do and, uh, clearly I am and maybe that's okay. Regardless, I think in my mind anyway, and maybe y'all could share with me your thoughts using these tools that we have, um, what are your thoughts surrounding all of the sponsored uh, sponsored content, I guess I'll call it generically, around tool companies sending dudes like me in my garage free tools 
uh, to give our thoughts and opinions. And then conversely, guys like me using those free tools to justify creating content. I'm curious what folks out there think about that. And maybe that's a ponderable that we get into in, in a future show. And I would love to have that discussion in some sort of a live forum uh, where other makers could weigh in. So maybe we'll keep that one on a, on a list of, of topics for virtual happy hour or something like that. But anyway, I am partnering with ShopBot Tools and I'm bringing a CNC machine into my shop. And so I, I say all of what I've said up until now, maybe to bolster that fact, but I am beyond excited to bring a CNC into my shop. And it's something that I'll be completely straight up. Since the first time I saw one on Instagram, I was shitting bricks, had to have one, can't freaking wait. But every time I got commission work money or every time I got a little workshop money, you know, there was other shit that was just more pressing. And thanks to the folks at ShopBot, we found a way to make that all work. And and um, I'm going to have to work for it. I am not getting it for, quote, free. I am legit doing work for that tool. And at the end of that uh, arrangement, uh, then I have to work even more uh, to determine if, if that tool, uh, gets to stay in my shop. Right. So, um, is it a free tool? Well, hell no, it's not a free tool. I'm working my tail off of that thing and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I've got ideas just exploding everywhere on what to do with it. And my son, Jack, 10 years old, he also has ideas exploding off of the page of his notebook, uh, of things he wants to make everything from Zelda swords to Minecraft shit and a pinball machine with his buddies. And we're talking about a mini maker club and, you know, uh, teaching fifth graders how to run a CNC machine. How cool is that? I'll take all the free tools in China to support that baby. And, and, you know, free CNCs for everybody if we can make that happen across this great nation and globe. Hell yeah, let's do it. So anyway, ShopBot is coming into my shop. And so that should be here maybe tomorrow, uh, potentially. When you get those big, bigger crated shipments, and I don't know if folks have gotten them in the past, but, you know, shit that comes on a big 18-wheeler kind of thing, um, it takes a little more hornswoggling than, than just your FedEx package, you know? Uh, so it's due to hit Boise tomorrow down in Salt Lake right now, sitting in a warehouse, I'm sure, but they'll throw it on a truck tomorrow morning and drive it up here. Or maybe it's on its way now. I do not know. I'm hoping I get a phone call in the morning and I can either go get the some bitch or they'll bring it here one way or another. It's coming into the shop. Uh, one thing I really think is cool about the ShopBot is it's made right here in the United States. It's the only CNC machine uh, manufacturer that I know of uh, that is designed, built, and supported right here in the U.S. Uh, they're just over in Raleigh, North Carolina. They're in Durham, uh, North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham. 
And uh, yeah, just some great folks. If you're not familiar and you're into CNCs, check out ShopBot. Um, also check out the XYZ CNC podcast. Mr. Craig Lockwood, Mr. Aaron Goth, both host the XYZ. It's a great show. Even if you're not into CNCs, they're just good dudes. They're good knife makers. They're good uh, content creators. Um, Craig, some of you may be familiar, is the founder of the Makery Network, the network we are proud to be hosted upon. And so you can check out that podcast. If you have an inkling for some other podcasts, I'll mention those at the close. But so I've got ShopBot coming into the shop. Still do some work with Harvey Woodworking. Harvey, um, as we mentioned before, was an OEM manufacturer for a number of different machines. And now they're making their own and they make a hell of a machine. I've got a three horsepower table saw from them, the Harvey Ambassador C300-50, Mr. Roboto, Komorigato. Um, I love it. It is a badass saw that just runs like a raped ape, and I am loving it. It was a game changer for me. You know, I had the shitty Craftsman 100-hour aluminum saw, when I started out, I upgraded to the not-quite-so-shitty uh, belt drive hybrid, you know, cabinet-slash-job-site table saw and ran that uh, for a few years and then was, you know, bumped up to the Harvey. Uh, the, the middle one I got for free, which was, a, was the Craigslist score of a lifetime. Uh, and sometime they'll tell that story. but So I've been really enjoying the Harvey, and, uh, and I am planning on doing some more work with them uh, to provide feedback on their tools to them and to you all. And so uh, Harvey does carry some band saws that are just to die for. Uh, Stumpy Nubs does some work with uh, Harvey, and so if you're interested in looking at some of their band saw uh, features, you could check out. I think he's got a couple videos that, include a Harvey bandsaw or two. So uh, for those who are metal workers and not woodworkers, Stumpy Nubs is a YouTuber. So you can check him out uh, on his channel. He does sort of an, an online magazine, which is kind of interesting how he puts that all together. Um, I've all, you know, I also work with a few others um, in, in the tool uh, woodworking tool space. Um, not any real, major notables of notable, um, I guess I shouldn't say that. I work with Skill and Skill Saw, um, who I've mentioned on the show before, and and I do. I, I support their tools, and I wouldn't have said that a handful or so years ago, and I do now, 100%. So um, that, to me, is some of the beauty of it, right? Uh, Y'all don't want to and I don't want to go out and buy a bunch of $100 tools to find out that I don't fucking like the $100 tool that I bought, right? That that doesn't work with your budget or my budget. So believe me when I say I'll stand by them. Um, and if you have any questions about any of those brands or any of the stuff that you see on my feed, I would welcome a discussion about it. So reach out, let me know. 
projects. I got projects coming out the arsehole over here, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm still finishing my kitchen, said every carpenter slash homeowner in America that ever tried to remodel one at the request of their wife. <laughs> so I'm still working on that. Uh, but it's coming along. I keep, keep getting odd jobs done here and there. And it's hard, man. It's hard, 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 you know, to work a, work a fucking day job and then work a night job doing content and then also do a kitchen and commissions and everything else. So, but we'll get it done. We'll get it done. No doubt. Um, other projects. I've been doing a bunch of rearranging and remodeling of my workshop this year and, and the, ta the tail end of last. I don't know. There's something to me that I'd almost rather manage a workshop than manage a project at this point, right? I have so much fun messing around, moving shit around out here, getting things just nice, just right. Bye, move that an inch, sweep this. I spend more time sweeping the floor than I do building stuff, putting wood together. So... But did some painting out here. I'm looking at insulating the ceiling above my head, looking at flooring options. I had, you know, a commercial coatings company come out and give me a quote for that to see what it makes sense or should I do it myself? I've looked at some of the um, manufactured hardwood flooring as an option. I don't, I don't know if you know this. I found manufactured hardwood flooring at Home Depot for 55 cents a square foot. I fell off my chair. Amazing. I didn't know you could find it that cheap. Most I've seen is a buck 20 or so um, a square foot. 55 cents a square foot, brother. I'm putting that shit down in my wood shop and I don't care if it gets punky and wet and wrinkles and does whatever after a year or two. I'm going to just replace it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've always had a vision, right, of that sort of quintessential dusty woodworking shop that just, you know, hardwood floor, uh, wood-burning fire, dog, you know, English setter dog laying on the floor there, and a guy running a hand plane over a big old piece of walnut, you know, uh, there's something magical about that to me you metal workers y'all are y'all are a different breed than i am but i'm sure you've got your vision too i don't know that a hardwood floor an engineered hardwood floor is going to work in your workshop but i think it may work in mine and you may just see it so we'll see where that goes if my wife lets me <laughs> anyway uh yeah so see a lot of cnc projects coming up kitchen project finishing up shop updates and organization coming down the pipe. I am working on playing around with a workbench design. Um, and I, it's more of a, a work table and I am designing it with several different options. I think is, is where I'm headed. Anyway, I had to build a table for the CNC that's coming in the door because it doesn't have its own stand per se. It's a desktop machine, sits on a desktop or a workbench top. So I'm designing this table and in my mind I'm saying, man, people could use this for a hell of a lot more than a CNC. Uh, it'll have a torsion box top 
for those that aren't familiar with a torsion box, think about um, think about sort of a waffle-like structure in the middle that ensures that it's flat when you're finished and it stays flat forever. Uh, that is pretty clutch when you're doing work in the wood is to have a flat surface to build upon that you always know is going to be flat. I'm sure it could have application for metal work as well, whether it's sheet good metal or, you know, uh, sheet metal or sheet goods or uh, bar stock, flat stock, that kind of stuff. I'm sure uh, 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 Tits McGee flat tabletop would be helpful. So to have the torsion box top and then, and then below it, under the belt, uh, is where I'm thinking about the options. Um, there is some, there are some work holding options out there that, to me, are just critical for any table in my shop. Um, number one is some kind of a vice to hold work. That is almost a requirement, whether it is, you know, an assembly table or a traditional workbench, or a CNC bench, I would like some kind of work holding built into that. Uh, my man Dino over at Kuro's Carpentry, he makes those vac pads. And so I've been looking at the vac pad as an option uh, for some work holding as part of that table. Um, I've also been just looking at traditional vices um, and other options, and mostly just places to mount those types of things. Woodworking vices mount under the bench and require some hardware to go under. So that, that's a little bit of a different mounting setup than just a big ass, you know, mechanics vice that you might use for metal work that just needs some sturdy backers to bolt to the top. Um, so looking at that, also looking at cabinetry on the bottom and the need for it or the lack of it and whether it's important. And so th some of those will be options as well. And um, a unique portion of my CNC that's coming in is that it has the ability to cut a dovetail. Um, for those that don't know what a, what a dovetail has, is per se, if you think about a drawer box, oftentimes you'll see dovetails at the back corners of that box. It's a joinery method in woodworking where uh, you literally have shapes that look like doves' tails that interlock together. It's incredibly strong, increases the surface area, and so therefore you get a shitload more glue on there and it just holds everything together real nice for as long as you want it to. So um, it'll do these dovetails. The CNC will cut these dovetails, but you've got to sort of protrude the board down below the bed of the CNC. So to do that, you need a freaking hole in your table. So I'm coming up with a creative way to put a hole in your table, but then put it back where you found it so that you can have a solid workbench top. And so maybe some kind of integration with a tool well is where I'm headed right now. Thinking about putting together some plans, to be honest, for all of this stuff, for all of these options. And if you got the plans, they would include all the options, sort of a multifunction, multifunctional, utilitarian table, <laughs> right? The mutt <laughs> is what I'm, what I'm calling it. So if you're interested and you have ideas on what would make your dream workbench, let me know. Reach out be curious to have a little jam session and uh, mostly all I've got is, is pencil and paper scratchings, but um, 
over time it'll move into the third dimension 3d cad and uh, put those together as plans maybe first set of plans i'm thinking they'll, they'll probably be free to be honest so if you have an interest drop me a line and i'll keep you on a list anyway i have rambled longer than i expected much much longer than i expected honestly and uh yeah, I appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out some other Makery Podcast Network uh, shows. I've been listening to a lot of the Handmade Podcasts with Mr. Chris Zepp from the Make Everything Shop. Derek from Malden. Derek's a great guy. Check out Derek's stories. I just get a kick out of his stories. They're really, really cool. Uh, and then Mr. Paul Pinto, Forged in Fire champion, Paul Pinto, none other. And so Handmade Podcast, a great show here on The Makery. Um, it's been really cool to be a part of The Makery Network. And I, man, I heard rumblings of it being created through Knife Talk, another great Makery podcast. Um, and Craig, as he, as he worked through, should I create my own maker social network? Should, what should I build? And then it became this podcast network. I'm through, I'm sure through the prodding and pleading of Jeff Fader and, uh, and probably others, you guys created this incredible thing where, where you don't have to go anywhere to find, you know, maker podcasts. You just come to the makery. It's awesome. Um, and so, Thank you, I'll say first and foremost. And yeah, check out Knife Talk. I mentioned Knife Talk, The Maker Life. Full Blast Podcast is phenomenal. Jeff, I commend you, brother. You are an incredible host uh, and have gotten some incredible interviews on record. And uh, I think... It's, it's really, really cool. The concept of radio and the concept of spoken word and, and, and that form of media is not dead. In fact, it is probably stronger now than it's ever been, people. Um, there's a reason why none of us can get enough news in our day, right? We all want to listen to the fat man speak to us about things that the fat man knows. <laughs> so, yeah, check out full blast with Jeff um, and always a guest for the most part. Um, some other podcasts, if you're not familiar from, from on and around the community fits all podcast with uh, Jimmy Duresta and, uh, and others. Um, good show. They don't do a lot of them, but good show uh, for sure. There's making it with Jimmy as well. The essential craftsman has a podcast and, and, and the essential craftsman himself isn't on it all the time. However, his son and partner in business and, 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 uh, videographer is on the show, uh, every time. So he can be a great one to listen to as well. There's just a lot of really, really great content being created out there. The Art of Craftsmanship podcast, one of my favorites for sure. Uh, if you don't know about The Art of Craftsmanship, 
Uh, I'm sorry, I don't think I said that the first time. The Art of Craftsmanship podcast, the AOC podcast. Check those guys out. Just great, great dudes. 100% great dudes. When I get back east, maybe this summer, um, I'm hoping to reach out to some of those guys back there on the on the eastern part of this country and maybe make a little tour to meet some of y'all and see what what's up there. The Axe and Iron podcast. If you don't listen to Mr. Chris Cash and Roy Scott, uh, good, good dudes, a great rough around the edges podcast about axes and iron and making them, breaking them and putting new fucking handles on them. Check it out. Good stuff. Reclaimed audio is another one of my favorites. Phil Pinsky, um, as the host, Tim Sway and Bill Lutz, pillars of the maker community and, and social media communities. Check those guys out. Good stuff. All kinds of good stuff out there, people. Check it out. And if you have any questions or would like any opinions, reach out to us. I appreciate you all. We're going to call that a show. I hope everybody has a fabulous Thursday and do me a favor, go out and inspire someone today to make something tomorrow. Make it happen. Teach somebody your trade, teach somebody a skill, or just inspire somebody to learn it yourself. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you next week when Mr. Brian House joins us again on the microphones. But until then, this has been Ben Butler for the Work For It podcast. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.